Real Goddess, Discovering Your Divine Destiny by Cherie Sandal, Episode 72, Challenging Your Thoughts Grid. Real Goddess is the most important thing you can know about in your life. Real Goddess is more than an inner voice that might set us above others, or that only works for her. It benefits everyone. The potential Goddess is not saying she and God are equals, but as any parent would hope, made the same as her makers with the same potential end, a sum total of a life well lived as she becomes love. And I'm here to rope you in, sister. A few years back, I was introduced to a Myers-Briggs concept model from the personality hackers who call this model the driver model. So if you've ever heard of Myers-Briggs, there's like the INTJ, the ENFP, and there's the 16 different ways of rearranging the letters of E or I, N or T, P or F, and I or J. I think I got all the letters right. And in this this model, it shows the top looking down into a car. So you have your driver who is on the front top left. Because, you know, if you're looking down at a car, they'd be sitting in the top left position. Then in the shotgun position on the front right, you have your co-pilot. Well, I guess I should say the driver represents what you mainly work from. The main thing that you do that keeps you pushing forward, it's like your core strength is your driver. Your shotgun or co-pilot in the place that I just mentioned is your growth position. So if there were a co-pilot sitting there talking to you saying, oh, by the way, you didn't notice that stop sign or they're just sort of kind of giving you a little bit of input. And so this is your growth position that helps the driver to be more efficient. Kind of like that driver's ed instructor, you know, they're just sort of teaching you, they're telling you. And then behind the driver, as you're looking down onto the car, is your backseat driver in the bottom left. And the personality hacker inventors call this the blind spot. That is the three-year-old. And that is kind of your greatest weakness. And you can't really see it. It's in your blind spot. And you don't want to depend on it. But all of us have a three-year-old behind us who's kicking our chair and being annoying. And we can't even reach them to get them to act better. We can't do anything from where they are right behind us. Because we are driving. And then to the backseat driver to the right bottom, as you look at that top look, is your 10-year-old is what they call it. And this one is sort of a playful part of you. It's considered a weakness, but it's not really serious. But you would use this part of you in times of fun and play, but you're not going to depend on it. And you can kind of look back and see what they're doing. And they're kind of making faces at you. And you're thinking it's kind of cute and kind of funny, but you're not going to drive. That's not going to be the person who drives, but you are going to use that in times of fun. So as I thought about this grid, and as I learned more about my personality type, which is mostly an INTJ, I realized that my growth or my co-pilot, my shotgun, was perspectives. That my driver would do better if I had better perspectives. And so that is where I had to work on looking from different angles, looking at something from a totally different way than I ever have before, because I've generally been a rule follower. So I needed to figure out how to broaden and expand my perspective so that my strengths could be even more strong. 
So I've come upon a grid that I haven't decided whether I like how it matches the personality hacker driver model because sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't totally match it. But we're just going to kind of go with this grid idea during this podcast episode of looking down and seeing that grid. And so I'm going to introduce you to something I call the challenging your thoughts grid. So we're going to have in the driver position, the yes and the yes. In the co-pilot, the shotgun position, we will have the yes and the no. I'll explain what this means in a minute. In the three-year-old blind spot right behind the driver, we have the no and the yes. And then in that little fun, playful, not serious place that you can see in the back seat from the driver position is the 10-year-old position of no and no. And so as I take things that I've been told my whole life and break them apart and challenge them with yeses and nos, I can see different perspectives on how to see something. And so I want you to be able to see that too, in case you're like me, a rule follower, and just what is, is what is, and you don't question it. So as I've been questioning these kind of things in my mind, it's helped me to have new perspectives of compassion for myself and understanding for other people, so I'm less judgmental of all of us, to be able to consider that maybe the A plus A equals 2A doesn't always have to be that way. So as we go through these, I'm going to give you about 10 scenarios of the yeses and the noes, and think of how these can be construed and stretched, and and maybe you won't even agree with them. You'll say, no, that's not true, Uh, but at least it's stretching your mind into a different perspective. So in the driver, we have the yes and the yes, and so the first one I'm going to do is a quote that someone said to me that I've always kind of lived by. I've seen this quote with a picture of Jesus, and he says, I never said it would be easy. I only said it would be worth it. And I've kind of gone gone along with this thinking, that's right, life is a struggle, but in the end, it will all be worth it. Until I realized this never was said by Jesus. This was just some quote someone came up with and stuck a picture of him on there and then sold it in the stores for an exorbitant price so that people would show it in their living rooms, but it's not actually a quote by Jesus that I can find. So it's not even true. So I started to break this apart, and I was like, okay, well, the driver position is a yes and a yes. So we start with it being, it won't be easy. I never said it would be easy. And then the other part of the yes is, but it will be worth it. It won't be easy, and it will be worth it is the yes, yes. In the co-pilot, we have the yes, no. So we keep the, it won't be easy, and then we change it to, and it will not be worth it. It won't be easy. It won't be worth it. Now we go to the three-year-old behind the driver in the blind spot, and it is, it will be easy, and it won't be worth it. That's the no, and then the yes. And then the no, no is, in the 10-year-old fun part, it will not be easy, and it will not be worth it. Now, as you think about it, how would life be to realize it's not going to be easy and it's not even going to be worth it, so drop whatever this thing is that you're doing. Have a different perspective of maybe this is just something you need to drop. Or that it won't be easy and it will be worth it. Yeah, okay. It will be easy but not worth it. So do we even want to do it? 
or it won't be easy and it won't be worth it. So the different ways to look at this and to break it up helps you to see that maybe we need to prioritize different. Maybe there's a different way to decide how we spend our life doing the things that will or will not benefit us. Does that make sense? I hope that this grid is making sense because we're going to go through a few of these here. The next one is there is something called conscious competence. And in this one, we have in our yes, yes, in the driver, our conscious competence. We are able to do something and we know that we can do it. Then we have the yes and the no in the co-pilot. That is conscious incompetence. We know that we can't do something. We see that we are not able to do this thing that we want to do. Down in the three-year-old blind spot is no, yes, which is unconscious competence, which in this model, in this position, is what you kind of want to be able to do. Like driving, you're driving and you can do it really well and you don't even think about how well you're doing it because it's become unconscious. So this is the ideal place in this model. And then in the 10-year-old backseat fun driver guy, the no and the no, this is unconscious incompetence. So that's the place where you don't even know that you're not good. So can you see how breaking that up helps you if you're maybe learning something for the first time and you know you're not good at it, you have conscious incompetence. I mean, even to start, you would have unconscious incompetence because you didn't even realize you couldn't do it. But then you realize that you can't do it. Then you get good at it and you realize that you can do it. And then your unconscious competence is just where you're driving without even thinking and you're doing it just fine. Different way to look at the way that you might learn like a new skill or a hobby or talent. Let's go to Stephen R. Covey's urgent and important grid, which has always stuck with me because it's so amazing to think of how we do things in our life based upon this grid. So in the yes, yes driver place, we have Things that we do in our life that are urgent and important. An extreme case of this might be someone that needs to be t taken to the ER because they had an accident. In the yes, no co-pilot position, we have urgent and not important. And you might think, well, what is that? That might be like a salesman coming by your door and the door rings and you, it's urgent that you open it because that's what society has taught us to do is to open up the door. But it's not really important. You send the guy away. You're like, I don't want to have any efficient windows. I already have efficient windows. I don't need anything new. In the three-year-old blind spot, the no yes, we have not urgent, but important. This is where a lot of us drop the ball in life. For example, I think that something not urgent and important would be life insurance or something for your child that's going to be long-term, like maybe savings for their education. And then in our 10-year-old fun spot, we have the no and the no. This is not urgent, not important. This might be like television, time spent in front of the boob tube. How does that let you see how what you are doing and what percentage would you stick yourself into which of those boxes? Here's a quote that I have challenged. At first, I totally believed it was true. And then I've come to realize, I don't like this. And so I'm going to challenge it. The quote goes, Behind every great man is a great woman. So why do we have to have the man being great for the woman to be great? Or what if, what if the man is not great? Does that make the woman not great? Or does that make her even greater because she's still with him? There's different ways you can construe this. So let's look at it in the model, in this grid. We have the yes, yes driver. 
behind every great man is a great woman. Okay, now we're going to challenge it with the co-pilot in the yes, no. Behind every great man is not a great woman. Okay, so they, they can be great and not great. And I've seen dynamics in marriage where I'm like, I don't know how he lives with her. Well, he's the great man. And in my opinion, she's not the great woman. Okay, in the three-year-old blind spot, the no and the yes. Not behind every great man is a great woman. So this kind of challenge we're like thinking now, what? So she can still be great and he's not. And then in the no, no, 10-year-old backseat driver, we have not behind every great man is not a great woman. So they're totally dependent. They're, they're independent of each other. How about the scripture? Teach up a child in the way it should go and they will not depart from it. So in the driver, the yes, yes, we have teach the child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it. Some of these get double negatives. We're like not, not, which is actually positive. So this might be one here. So in the co-pilot, we have the yes, no. So teach up a child in the way they should go and they will depart from it. I don't know. So far, I'm finding that with some of my children that you teach them the way that they should go and they will depart from it no matter what you do. So just accept that that may happen. Don't beat yourself up because they may still depart even if you taught them what you thought was right. Okay, and the three-year-old blind spot is no and yes. Not teach a child in the way that they should go and they will not depart from it. Okay, so maybe some kids are just really good and you didn't even teach them anything and they're still not going to depart from it. And it doesn't matter what you taught them. They are just a good person who's going to not depart from good stuff. And then in the 10-year-old fun spot, no and no. Not teach a child in the way that they will that they should go and they will depart from it. So no matter what you do, anything's just going to happen. So just stop trying to force things. Stop trying to control things. Okay. You are your own worst enemy in the driver. Yes, yes, you are your worst enemy in the co-pilot. Yes, no, you are your worst not enemy. So we're going to say friend. You are your worst friend in the three-year-old blind spot. No, yes is you are not your worst enemy. And then in the no, no, 10-year-old fun spot, you are not your worst friend. I know that gets a little tricky, but it helps you to see that maybe you can be more compassionate with yourself in the way that you see how you work against yourself or with you. Maybe none of that is true. All right, the next one, God loves you even when you mess up. That's in the driver's seat. And the co-pilot, God loves you when you don't mess up. In the three-year-old blind spot, God doesn't love you when you mess up. And in the 10-year-old fun spot, God doesn't love you when you don't mess up. Ooh, can you see how those can really stretch your perspectives? God doesn't love you when you don't mess up. So it helps you to look at things a little differently and think, maybe what I've been thinking is wrong. I remember reading in the scriptures in Genesis where there was a guy in chapter 38 who was wicked. And so God just killed him. And I'm thinking, wait, doesn't God love us no matter what, even when we mess up? Well, I guess not. There's two instances in the chapter 38 where people were wicked and God just killed them. So all the things you might think about how God loves you, even when you mess up, 
may not be true. Or maybe he loves you enough to kill you? To stop you? I don't know. Okay, next one. Holding grudges keeps you stuck. That's in the driver. Co-pilot. Holding grudges doesn't keep you stuck. Oh, do you just feel a release right there? Not holding grudges keeps you stuck. Not holding grudges doesn't keep you stuck. This kind of opens up a whole new avenue of, oh, well, maybe I'm okay. Maybe I can hold a grudge or not hold a grudge, and I will be stuck or I will be stuck, and it's all going to be okay. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Co-pilot. If you love me, don't keep my commandments. Ooh. In the three-year-old blind spot. Don't love me and keep my commandments. Hmm. So you can still keep your commandments and not love God, but maybe down the road you will. But it's just sort of a way to get there. And then in the 10-year-old fun spot. If you don't love me, don't keep my commandments. I guess that one's the opposite of if you love me, keep my commandments. This one really had me thinking. This is actually kind of what got me thinking about this episode at all. Is this scripture that tells you, the spirit will tell you all things you should do. Until I challenged that. And I was like, okay, through God's spirit, I'm going to get answers to everything. It tells me I can find all things that I need to know through the spirit. So, all right, speak to me. I'm waiting. And I'm looking up at heaven with my hands open waiting for the light and nothing happens i'm like wait the spirit was going to tell me all things that i needed to do so i'm still looking up into the heavens and finally this voice booms down finally and it says you need to figure that out on your own what i thought you told me the spirit will tell me all things i should do no you need to figure that out on your own you need to find out who you are Oh no, that's too hard. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me and I will do it. No, you need to find out things for yourself. So let's look at this grid. In the co-pilot, the spirit will tell you not all things. In the three-year-old backseat driver, the spirit will never tell you all things. But that still leaves some room open that the spirit will tell you some things. And then in the 10-year-old fun, no, no position, the spirit will never tell you all things you should not do. Which that would be the position where I say, yep, sometimes I just need to figure it out on my own. I need to trust in my own intuition and my inner wisdom to move forward and not have the spirit have to be telling me everything. That I'm not codependent on the spirit. Here's kind of a fun one. Money makes you more of who you are. In the co-pilot, money makes you more of who you are not. A lot of people always say that's true. Oh yeah, money will just make you worse. In the blind spot, money does not make you who you are. So some people say money has nothing to do with it. And then in the 10-year-old fun spot, money does not make you who you are not. Has no issue at all. Don't even worry about it. And are you ready for the last grid model that I'm about to give you. Let me tell you, you can go on and on with this because that's what I'm doing now as I strengthen that driver, the perspectives seat in that car, is I'm thinking, how is a different way that I can see this thing? Because maybe it's not working for me. I may have been told this thing. Like, 
Most of us spend half of our time dreaming about what we could have if we didn't spend half of our time dreaming. What if that's not true? Or how about depression and anxiety go together? Well, maybe they don't. You are a sum total of those with whom you associate. Well, what if that's not true? Okay, here's the last grid model. You can be right or you can be happy. Okay, in the co-pilot, you can be right and not be happy. That's kind of what people are kind of insinuating that you may be trying to be right and you're not going to be happy. In the blind spot, you cannot be right and you can be happy. Okay, and then in the 10-year-old fun spot, you can be not right and not happy. All those perspectives, all those ways to open up and see things in a new way. Well, let's think about the goddess. I can sum this up with a potential goddess very quickly. The future goddess sees all these things, and she understands them, all these perspectives. She uses these perspectives fully to her omniscient advantage. I hope you will join me in awakening 1 million potential goddesses to their divine destiny by sharing this podcast and information with others you think would benefit. And I hope that you can see the benefit of challenging your thoughts and finding what really works for you.